As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Behind the Dice, the show where we talk about the story behind the story and the adventures behind the game. Join your host, DM Wolf, as we take a peek into the world of tabletop games and the people who play them. Hello, and welcome to the new year. It is 2022. Woo woo! And on this episode of Behind the Dice, Phoebe and I are going to be talking about things that you can do at the table to gift your DM as well as your players. Yeah, we thought we really should have done this episode for Christmas, but since we haven't, it can be a New Year's themed in this in the celebratory nature of a new year and a new start. What nice things can we all do for each other? Um, that are D&D related was the exactly. idea behind it. Um, so obviously the easiest thing to talk about would be gifts. Like everyone knows what to get a D&D nerd, you know, dice rollers, dice tray, dice, 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 if you're me. Um, <laughs> but I yeah. I have an ever-expanding collection because my wife knows that I really enjoy dice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah i'm full-on dice goblin over here that's me oh yeah um so yeah i mean that's the easy answer isn't it what can you do that's nice for a DD player or dm is buy them DD crap because uh most of us have at least a drawer or maybe a bookshelf that can be stacked up with books minis all sorts um but i think that's the easy answer and mm-hmm. you don't always want to be like throwing a bunch of money at stuff. Um, so we no. wanted to talk about the more complicated stuff. Um, and I think, you know, keeping with the kind of stuff vibe for the beginning, uh, something that one of my players did for me this Christmas is they made me a dice tray. Um, so they had a picture frame, mm-hmm. just regular old picture frame you pick up at the thrift store or um I mean most of the time you get them free from people who've got too many you know that kind of thing and then she um lined it and painted it on the inside for me and then on the back wood burned in a nice little d20 with uh with some D&D stuff and that was really lovely actually really really nice um and I know it couldn't cost her very much um but it felt so nice to get that um so that's kind of like the handmade things I think are really nice. 
Um, um, I actually have a player who did the same thing last. No, not not twenty. Uh, it was twenty twenty, hmm. actually, because it was the the to mark the two year anniversary of our game. Um, nice. Which I I use this dice tray all the time. I know that, uh, people can't see this because it's audio, but you can hear it. <laughs> um, Stop killing us with your dice. <laughs> never. Um, but it actually has a variation of our logo uh, for behind the dice engraved on the top, awesome, and then everyone's nice. everyone's signatures on the bottom engraved as well. Um, Lovely. And that was a, a I almost cried. Yeah, I that's so cried. nice. That's really nice. I, I mean, my my players don't often bring me gifts, otherwise, other than you know, at my birthday or Christmas or, um, you know, in the form of snacks, uh, which mm. could be considered gifts. But one thing, when I finished my first campaign, um, that my players did for me is that they wrote down loads and loads of little pieces of paper with their favorite quotes and moments from the campaign that had been going on for about three years at that point. And they put them in a little box uh, where they'd made like a paper D20 and they just filled it full of all the, their favorite moments from the campaign. And I thought that, that, that got me. I did cry. I will admit to that. I can absolutely see why. I mean, that's, Having that to go back to and knowing that your players took the time to put that kind of effort into it is. Mm. It, it's the kind of thing that you can only hope for when you're doing, you know, and, and creating stories mm. um, that you give them something to remember. But in the process of that, they're also giving back, you know, those memories. Mm. And, you know, some of these things were like really small things, things that I didn't necessarily remember but as soon as I was reminded of them it was like oh I remember that and um it, it gives you the warm and fuzzies as a DM when you realize that these moments that you've been trying to craft or even that came about organically but that you had to work towards have had that much of an impact on your player that they remember it to two years later you know and that's oh, yeah, just absolutely. that's that hits you right in the warm and fuzzies I think yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. The warm and fuzzies are a little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kidding. Mr. Joyless. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I, I've. It always shocks me when I get nice things for stuff like that, um, whether it's from a friend or a player or you know whatever. Um, but I know personally as a dm even beyond like the the physical items that you can get because those are great personally one of the things that that hit me with some of it was i had a player who recognized that i was having a bit of a um not quite burnout but i had a lot going on mm. and so they kind of looked at me and went hey do you need a break i'll run a game you know for a little while, if you need to, if you, you know, if you want to take a break and, and just kind of recoup mentally and everything else is like, that's one of the greatest things that somebody could have done for me at that table at the time, because I just mm. couldn't handle everything I was dealing with. And, and having that little bit of extra taken off my plate was 
it, it, it helped in so many ways. I can't even begin to, to say thank you enough to that person. Yeah, I think so. I think absolutely that is a gift as well. You know, as a sort of semi forever DM, um, to have your players kind of, because you're in the position so often that you're looking after your players as part of table management, you kind of make, trying to make sure that they're okay. Um, you're crafting things for them to try and interest them and inspire them and working behind the scenes a lot um, as kind of, I don't know, what's it called in love languages? Acts of service, as it were. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you're doing that a lot. And then to have that done for you to someone without you even saying for them to notice and have been paying attention to how much fun you're having, it is, it's, that is such a lovely thing. It absolutely is. Um. And I mean, as a DM, you can hint towards it. For example, I got one of my players a uh, an, a new RPG book for this Christmas, uh, which is just, it's just all about goblins. Um, and I did, I must say, when he opened it, he was delighted, but I did go and go, huh? Wouldn't it be fun to run that? <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No. And those those are always fun too. Like, I know a lot of times we also get caught up in the D and D aspect of it, hmm. which is fantastic. There's so much that you can do within D and D. But I will say, getting things for other systems mm. is always fun too. Um, I had the opportunity in the last year to play some Blades in the Dark. Oh, fun. Yeah, which I've never played. I've seen it played mm. um, by various other streamers, and it was a lot of fun. Um, it's entirely D6, so I did, nobody bought this for me. I mean, this, this was all self-bought, you know, um, mm. bought the book, bought the dice. You know, it was a nice little gift for myself. But I think that's something that, that we need to consider, too, is, you know, find out the things that interest your players and your DM. I mean, you spend so much time with them, you know, in a, on a session, mm-hmm. you know, if they have interests on say star Wars or Stargate, um, if they like playing uh fallout, if they like, you know, all of these different things, I can guarantee you there's a system for it somewhere and you can buy a oh, book, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, it could be a nice thing to either run for them mm-hmm. or to give them so that they can run it. Yeah, and a lot of the time with these, you know, D&D books can can get a little pricey, especially if you get a bit addicted to the books and need to, you know, get the new ones oh, as yeah. they come out. Um, whereas other systems you'll find usually are significantly cheaper unless you're going to go for one of the other big, big ones. Um, but if you're getting a more indie title, you're, you know, quite apart from supporting artists and game creators in the industry, more indie guys you're actually maybe kind of giving someone something that they wouldn't have found on their own or wouldn't have considered. Um, uh-huh. And if you are strapped for cash, there's an awful lot of free one pages on oh, the yeah. internet, which you oh, can yeah. look up. And um, I mean, just offering to run one of those, if not, you know, printing it out and giving it, but but offering to run a one pager for your DM or for your players is kind of a, I want to do this for you guys is another is another thing. If you don't feel up to running 
a mini campaign or or a one shot in D&D, a lot of these smaller RPGs are sort of pick up and play with minimal prep or experience, really. Um, and they can be much more kind of less the DM putting in a lot of work and more collaborative with the rest of your group. Um, yeah, so I think I think I love the idea of running a session for your DM as a kind of, you know, assuming that they want it. Some DMs only want to DM, but right. some DMs never get the chance to play. <laughs> Except actually I am in a game at the moment, so I can't really moan. <laughs> <sighs> I haven't played since December. Going a little stark raving mad at the moment. That is one month. Whoa. Well, no, that's not. No, that's not entirely true. I, I take that back. I, I was uh, ran a live stream this past Thursday mm. for the Trevor Project, and um, that was a lot of fun. I've got the delivery now, so can we? But yeah, um, so that was so the you last were in a stream, I played. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but. Other than that, it's been like a month and some change, and I've not played a single game. Yeah. So, so that would be really nice. But yeah, for our listeners, I think for most DMs, there are definitely some DMs who only want to DM, but you'll know which your which kind your DM is because every time you mention maybe thinking of running a game, their face will go, <gasps> You're looking for players? Um, <laughs> but you'll know if you've got that kind of DM and that can yep. be just something really nice that you can do for them. Um, whether or not you take a break from, you know, they need a break from their campaign or you do a one shot on a different day. You know, it's just something that you can do for, do for them. Do for, <laughs> sorry, I said that weird. Oh, I've gone off the rails. Don't know what this podcast is going to be. Uh, you know, most times we, we find a uh, topic and it's kind of a crapshoot as to whether or not we stick to it or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Isn't that what podcasts are, though? At least they we've are. not just gone off into kind of gritty, true crime rambles instead of oh, D&D. Lord. So at least we're staying yeah. in the world of TTRPGs. That's true. My- <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely things that you can do um, outside of just buying things. I found I found that one of the things that I really actually enjoy for tabletop purposes is even if it's a you know a dice bag or you know a, a something along those lines, it makes all the difference because it's, you know, you're thinking about that person, Mm -hmm. but even taking the time to maybe jot up a quick summary and do the overview for the next session, Mm -hmm. whether it's making sure that you're taking notes and keeping up with stuff, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I mean, I must say as a player, I'm absolutely awful at that. So in my, in my current game that that I get to play in, I I try to take notes. I try to be the one taking notes during session because I know otherwise, A, I'll forget completely mm-hmm. what has happened. And B, I kind of, I feel like it's something I want to do for the group. Now, I don't do it every session. And when I don't want to do it, I do say, can someone else do it? Because 
I just, I can't today. My fingers have fallen off and I can't type. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> but it is something, you know, when I first started playing rather than DMing, I wouldn't take notes. Um, right. I would just want to be in the moment and kind of just play my game. And nowadays, you know, having DM'd with an avid, for an avid note taker, our scribe, as it were, a uh, right. quick plug for my website, Feeble Dungeons, um, the WordPress one, I'll put a, we'll put a link in the doobly-doo, but um, yep. his his work is all there for our Curse of Strahd game, and he's, you know, comprehensively documented, and I love that, I love reading back through past exploits you know I mean I mean the guy's a writer himself and he has written a novel so you know there's a certain absolute com- uh, competence there uh, and he's got a lovely way of writing but it, it is if that is one of your skill sets if you are a good writer having those notes that you as a gift to your dm certainly would love it to see their own work actually written down if they're like mm-hmm. me and claim to be a writer but hate the actual act of writing um, <laughs> then that that's can be a problem. yeah yeah they tell tell it to my three unfinished novels um but that can be a lovely gift for them but also for the rest of your group as well mm-hmm. um because they'll love seeing their stuff written up you know um remembering their exploits um it is genuinely such a lovely thing to do really um and uh, I'm going to say, if you're in my Strad group and you're listening to this episode, skip ahead 20 seconds, otherwise spoilers. Um, but I'm planning at the end of the campaign to get these notes um, bound up as a book for them. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and try and get some covers designed for each one of them, um, which, again, is something I want to give them, but it's actually a gift they've given me. You know, it's, it's something lovely, I think, <clears throat> that you can do for each other. Oh, absolutely. Um. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Wow, that's... I would have never thought to try that. Mm. I don't think I, mean, I have any of my notes comprehensively enough to actually, you know, 
write a book. <laughs> I mean, but that's, it's, that's a really cool idea. It's nothing I could do if it was just me doing the notes because I know me and the notes I do post session are literally just ideas on what to do next session and any right. kind of like little bullet points. But the way that he writes up the notes, it flows like a story. It's um, written up beautifully. And I just thought, you know, to have a book that you starred in would be, I, I mean, just so I can't speak blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it it just it blows my mind that he's d- done this amount of effort and I want to celebrate that really um so getting it bound up really nicely as a tome that they can all have I think maybe show their grandchildren one day what's that grandpa why it's the tales of my adventures with the curse of straw <laughs> um no, I mean, it's it's just something that I really want to happen. Yeah. That was definitely really over cool. 20 seconds, so they probably heard already, but whatever. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put a warning. You know, I'll try to get the, the time in between, you know, whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I will say, Ed, this is something that we had been doing in our Tuesday night game for a while because a lot of us would show up, uh, especially like having come pretty much straight from like work. Mm. So we didn't always have time to eat or we would spend a lot of money on like fast food, junk food, whatever. Oh yeah. So the struggle is real. Yeah. So the occasional is like, you know what? Hey, I've got dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get here, we, we've got this, 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 and this covered. That's awesome. Like a, so, is it like a rotor? Like one of you will cook one day, the next, the next day. Uh, not sometimes it, it was, yeah. you know, either somebody would cook or somebody would order uh, pizza, or they would, you know, pick something up on the way, or you know, whatever. But it was a, you know, we're gonna fix dinner for you guys, you know, or mm-hmm. we're gonna have dinner ready for you. So don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Everything's taken care of, and. For somebody who is normally tight between paychecks, mm-hmm. that was always very nice. Um, yeah. So being able to pop in on occasion, be like, "No, no, no, I got it this time. Here, here's this." Yeah, you know. So it was, it was a nice rotating thing that we had going back and forth, and it was just really lovely. Um, mm. Especially because food is is a big thing for me mm-hmm. uh, personally. It's always been kind of like my fallback comfort go to. Mm. Um especially if somebody remembers your favorite meals or, you know, snacks or whatever else. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I remember uh, you guys really enjoyed this, so I'm going to get this, this, and this for you. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Yeah. I mean, I it, it's somewhat of a slight curse as well. Not that I'm complaining here, but I did mention this one time that I really liked these coriander and lime poppadom crisps things, chips for Americans. <laughs> I mentioned it one time and then all my players have since there'll be at least three bags on the table every time. And I do really like them, but now I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm over it now. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but still, it was lovely when, you know, they bring and I'm like, Oh, it's, the, it's that one that I said was my favorite two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I God, I sound like such a cow. No, I mean, it is lovely. Um, but um, also, if my players are listening, let's explore other snacks also. 
<laughs> no, I make it sound like it's the only thing they bring. They do bring loads of other things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that is such a nice thing to be remembered and thought of and, and brought. Mm-hmm. And I will say food is a big thing for me, um, kind of in a similar way. I, I love eating. It's great. Um, but my big thing is uh, I like to feed people. I like I like to cook for people and and have them eat. <laughs> now I sound yeah. like a feeder. Okay, <laughs> but no, it is There's something nice. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Sorry, did I say that out loud? My bad. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, um, I'll cut that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I mean. I just there's something I've always thrown dinner parties ever since I I, I learned to cook and right. it's just something very satisfying for me. So because of this, when I first started hosting D and D as the DM, we were at my house. I love to cook. I would be cooking every time, and it was right. you know only once a month, but still it was. Um, I, at one point, I had seven players. I never had less than five in that campaign, and it was getting to the point where I was burning out um and so you know or we'd be getting takeout and then that's just so draining on the wallet um so we kind of kept that up for that campaign but in in my most recent curse of strad what we do now is a potluck um so it won't be one person covering it the whole time it'll be two to three um so two to three people will bring the main food um and the rest of us will bring the snacks so and then it'll alternate essentially mm-hmm. um and that I wouldn't term that as like a gift it's just a nice thing you can do to show appreciation to your fellow players and your dm mm-hmm. um i i think oh excuse me i think it's the the way i prefer it because then everyone's contributing every time and it's little and often and shared but i can understand why it would be nice to do it your way as well to, to kind of just have most of the time you don't have to think about it, but then, you know, yeah. you cover for everyone else. I, I think both are really nice things that you can do and kind of shares the load, really. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I will say most of the stuff that we've talked about thus far has been like for in-person games. Mm-hmm. And I know personally, um, my Wednesday night game has gone to internet. Yep. Okay. So... One of the things for me is I don't always have the time to prep uh, maps. Mm-hmm. Um, I may not always have the money for, you know, the books, whether they're physical or online, things like that. Being oh, yeah. Racks share, up. Yeah. Being able to share those resources, whether it's something that you already have personally, um, if it's a file that you have somewhere, that kind of thing makes mm-hmm. all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. I know uh, my Wednesday night group, um, I've got one or two players who will buy books on D&D Beyond as they come out. Mm-hmm. And because we have the content share on there, I'm able to pull from whatever I need, you know, as it comes out. And it's been such a lifesaver. That is such situations. a nice thing. Yeah, that content sharing feature is lovely. Um, you know, I know we've pivoted to online, but I... I think there's no reason why you can't do that in person as well. You know, oh, one absolutely. Of, I was running a castle heist um, 
and I didn't really have anything. I'm not usually in person a big maps person. Um, but uh, I wanted to do it was a heist they were going to be planning it out and I, I just I was racking my brains what I was going to do and a friend of mine uh, who was who was in a different game I was stressing out they were they're another DM and they were like well I've got this um, laminated square checker board thing mm-hmm. and they were like well I'll come over and I'll help you draw it on the board with these whiteboard markers and that was so nice. Such a lovely thing to do for a fellow GM. Oh, yeah. You know, even though he wasn't going to get to play in it himself. I mean, he could. I couldn't have asked him to help me if he was going to play in it. But just that kind of helping out between people who run games is is so nice. And it can feel like... Because sometimes there's a lot of pressure on being a DM. It can really lighten that load when you feel like you've got someone else who gets it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And actually, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because um, my wife actually bought me something of that for that recently for Christmas. Um, I found it and I, I put it on a list, but it was called the Big Book of Battle Maps. Oh, nice. And it's literally, it's all laminated and it literally just folds out and it's different styles of battle maps. Mm. And they're all wet erased and everything else. And you can literally just fold it out on the table. <laughs> And you can oh. use your minis, or you can draw on them, or whatever else. It's it's amazing. Um, yeah. So, something to consider for your players, you know, or for mm-hmm. your DMs, you can buy those. There's another one. It's the giant book of battle maps, and they're they scale to the actual like book. So the big the big book is one size, the giant book is another, and they've got different maps for both. Yeah. I mean, maps are such a lovely gift because you could buy them, um, which might get a bit expensive. Mm. Or what you could do, I mean, if you are someone who is artsy and crafty, is simply buy a really cheapy whiteboard, permanent marker, a grid on there. Perfect Mm -hmm. gift for a DM. Yep. Um, And some of those cheapy whiteboards come with little magnetic markers as well, which is perfect. Yep. Um, I know that there's programs that you can buy. And so that's another thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, either if your GM is inclined to be able to make maps that way, maybe buy the program for them. Let mm-hmm. them have something a little bit nicer to make maps with. Or buy it and make maps for them. Oh, that's a nice one. If But if, if you're someone that has a kind of art background or even just someone who, who has skill in that visual area, you can really help your DM if there's someone like me who is not super visual. Um, so making them, even with free tooling online, making them some maps, just generic maps that they could use in one shots or um, for random encounters, you know, like a forest walkway or, or whatever, mm-hmm. can be such a lovely thing to do as well. Absolutely. Um, and then, of course, talking about resources, um, one of my favorite places to look for stuff is on uh, the DMs Guild. Mm-hmm. And now for a word from our sponsors. Hey, Phoebes, do you know where I can find a good deal on Dice Miner? Dice Goblin is craving more of those math rocks. Funny you should ask, because I just happen to know of a monthly subscription to satisfy your need for the shiny D&D click clacks. Just go to thecriticaldice.com and search for the endless bag of dice. 
And they'll deliver you a new set every month. Every month? I don't know. That seems kind of expensive. Not at all. It starts at $6.99 per month. And if you use the code BTD50 at checkout, they'll give you half off your first month. Half off is great, but what kind of quality are we talking about? Every dice set is high quality and guaranteed to be worth more than the subscription price. Plus, they give you a bonus item each month. There's two bags to choose from, the regular and the XL. Really? And where's the catch? No catch! If you decide it's not for you, you can cancel your subscription at any time. Okay, okay, I'm sold. What was that uh, website and code again? It's thecriticaldice.com and the code at checkout is BTD50. If you subscribe before the 25th of each month, you get the current month's dice set right away. I'm going to go check them out right now. I can't wait to get the first month's bag in. Oh, one more time. That's thecriticaldice.com and the code is BTD50 for 50% off your first month's subscription. That is an absolutely fantastic resource that you can use for making or rather getting one shots or uh, different types of homebrewed magic items or maps or mm -hmm. even settings that you can find. Because I know that there are like AD&D and second edition and three th third edition, 3.5, mm -hmm. um, fourth edition, you know, whatever. And some of those are not just from those, but they've actually been converted to work with nice. 5e as well. Mm. So those are, I mean, you've got a lot of really cool things that you can pull from just from that resource alone. And most yeah. of the time, they're not expensive. Like, there are some that you can find for free. There are others that are maybe like 10 bucks. But, like, you've got a wide range of prices for something that helps your, your game out immensely. Mm. And there's some really interesting stuff on there, not just D&D &D related. There's also kind of um, other sort of offshoots and people playing with rule sets and, and stuff like that as well. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. But we talked a lot, and we're about halfway through the episode, we talked a lot about stuff you can get for your DM. What about the players? We should probably focus on them a little bit rather than just ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> um... So... Like in terms of, I'd like to think about what players can get for each other, how they can bring things to the table that not just their DM is going to enjoy, but also things that the DM can do for their players is like above and beyond the game, like little gifts, um, mm -hmm. especially around anniversaries, big events, that kind of stuff. So should we start with a player on player PVP <laughs> gift giving? Sure. Um, I know something that you guys can always do is um, helping out with story. If someone is struggling with, with something, for instance, and they ask for help instead of just saying, well, it's your story. I don't really. How about we sit down and we kind of figure this out together? Hmm. Or if you're artistically inclined, maybe drawing up you know, a character sketch. See, that was absolutely lovely. If, you, if you're if you an artist, you just got free gifts coming. Well, it's not free because it does take your time. I understand. I understand. <laughs> I have friends who are artists. I, it's not free. 
Um, but it's something you don't have to pay out of pocket for if you do have that kind of ability even just like a really rough sketch of someone's character I think would be I if I got that I would be over the moon delighted even if it was a stick man you know I just it it the fact that you kind of thought about the work that they're putting into their character and giving them a little sketch I I think that's such a nice thing Absolutely. Such a wonderful thing. Um, I know me personally, like I, I have a 3D printer that I use from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have one that's capable of doing so, maybe make a mini for somebody. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Um, can I have your 3D printer, please? <laughs> you can ship it from the States, right? That's fine. I'll just borrow it. I'll send it back, I swear. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if you've got a 3D printer, I mean, wow. And, and the skill to make a mini. Amazing. Yeah. Mm. Um. But even if you don't, you could buy a more generic mini and paint it if you have skill in that area paint it mm-hmm. with like how the the player describes it uh describes their character yeah and there's always hero forge there if you've got the money there's always yeah, hero if forge money, if you've got the money you're right you're right um, sorry i'm just i'm always taking us down <laughs> to the more cheaper gifts cuz i'm like i i am not rolling in the money so I like to think of like things that we can do on the cheap that are still really thoughtful and will make a big impact but if you have the oh, money yeah. Hero Forge Christ go nuts oh absolutely yeah um I've seen people make um like the tankard wraps mm-hmm. you know if you're if you're of the leather persuasion and you're able to do so um I've seen all kinds of things that people can make and and do for people that are just really very cool. I have now, since you mentioned tankards, understood what you meant by leather persuasion. But I've got to say that did that did throw me for a second there, and I wondered <laughs> if, we, if is this just the fetish episode? 
Not intentionally. Not intentionally. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, sorry, derailed. Um, but yes, I think little things like that um are nice. Uh, Like I mentioned, the dice tray that one of my players got me. I think that's not something that's DM specific. Everyone uses dice trays. If you use dice trays, um. That's something you can do for a fellow player on their birthday or something. And even better if you personalize it to their character, maybe with a quote that's something that their character said that everyone found fun around the table. We actually have a friend of ours uh, in one game. It's funny that you should mention that. Hmm. Uh, One year for, I want to say it was either Christmas or his birthday. I forget which right offhand. He'd had a character in another game that was basically... I want to say got beat up by a grandmother with a frying pan. Nice. And so they got him a small cast iron skillet. Oh. <laughs> and they had it engraved on the inside and, and painted the whole nine uh, with a, a quote from that game. And mm. that's become his rolling tray. That's so awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. Um, in our Starfinder game, the same player has the habit of being a bit of a murder hobo. Mm-hmm. And so this past year for his birthday, I got him a set of dice that had little skulls embedded in them. Oh, nice. <laughs> See, that is another thing as well that I, so I, it is known, it is known by everyone I play D&D with that if it's your birthday or Christmas and we're getting you a gift, it's going to be dice. It's going to be dice. It's going to be dice um, because I have a great dice supplier who I use. They've always got new and interesting stuff. And I'm a dice goblin, so I try to give what I would like. Um, <laughs> unless there's something else that I find specifically for them, it's it's probably going to be dice. Um, but something that I think is really lovely is buying dice that you... Uh, sorry. Something I think is really lovely is buying dice that have been inspired by the person's character and just go... I bought you these dice. I think they're tricks dice or I think they're Roland dice, you know, Mm -hmm. tailor it to their character. And it's, it's just so much more special when you get that. Um, And just to quickly swerve back to the DM, if you're getting a DM dice, getting, getting something that represents the campaign for you can be the equal or in one of their NPCs that, that you really like something like that. Um, like it doesn't just have to be for players, but I swear we're going back to players again, not just GMs. Um, but yeah, something where you can say, this made me think of your character and it just makes it that little bit more special than just like, these are pretty dice. Right. That is something that I've always appreciated, uh, both as a player and as a DM. If it's something that's related to a character that I have created that you enjoyed. Mm. It means the world to me that you not only thought about the character, um, or sorry, not only that you thought about me, but you thought about the character that I created because you enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, one of my favorite characters to date is my Starfinder character. Mm-hmm. And to get something that was inspired by Hishori, I would be blown away. Yeah. Because I've been playing that same character for around three years now. And remembering where I started with him and to where he is now. And the things that we've done in that game to have somebody else be like, you know what? 
I saw this and I thought of Hishori. Yeah. It's it's something special as well that you can, years after the campaign finishes, you can look at your dice and go, these were that character dice and it just brings back these lovely memories and it's it's something like a memento. Exactly. I think the long and short of this is that there's a lot of these same things that are kind of overlaps. Mm -hmm. We started talking about a lot of this being for deem specific, but you know, it, it can go both ways. If you're another player and you know that you have someone who enjoys a particular tabletop setting or a particular tabletop style game and, and buying them a source book, buying them dice, hmm. um, dice trays, character art, you know, whatever the case may be, investing in that interest for the person that's at your table is such a lovely way of saying, hey, I appreciate you. I appreciate everything that you bring to the table. Thank you so much for being in this and, and giving me so many great memories. You know, this is for you hmm. and I can't say thank you enough. Yeah. That to me, it, it's there's no way to put it into words. Um, how oh, you're that can be. softy. I am. I <laughs> I'm a big old softy at times, and you know that's fine. Yeah. But I mean, it it really is. You know, knowing that people are thinking about you and wanting to to do nice things for you, it's yeah, it's it's really special. I agree. I think it is. I think. You know, we talk a lot about the work that a DM does, but a player does a lot of work as well. And they they do get the enjoyment of playing, but it's not often that we acknowledge the effort that they put into their character and their role play, you know, because the DM's effort is more in the spotlight because the world yeah. is more evident. So I think these kind of acknowledgements to other players are really important that you show your fellow players that you appreciate their work and, and you enjoy it as well. Um, that you, because at the end of the day, their work makes your work possible as well. And, you know, it's all this big, lovely back and forth. And I think sometimes we can get lost in the fact that, oh, it's just playing a game. It's the DM that does the work. Um, I get my own enjoyment and that's payment enough. But actually just another player showing you that they appreciate you and what you do. I think whether it's in a monetary gift, I, I think is not important. I think what's important is showing that you thought about them and, and the customization and that, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to laugh. This is very serious, but my dog is currently poking me in the leg. <laughs> um, but showing that you have noticed them, that you see them and that you appreciate them. And and I think absolutely say it with words, but I think even more than that, um, giving them something, whether it costs you money or not, will be more, um, it'll hit them more in the feelings. And as a DM, I like to hit people in their feelings until they cry. Um, no. It's actually... It is actually funny that you mentioned saying it with words because it's something that I've noticed um, whether it's a one shot for someone else or if it's my players at the table. And this is just kind of showing, I think, where the culture of tabletop gaming is going. Mm -hmm. They have all made an effort to, at the, end of the t at the end of the session, look at me and say, thank you for running this. Mm. 
I really like that. And I think that's a good thing about the culture. But I think also you should thank your fellow players. Oh, absolutely. As well. It's really lovely to thank the DM. And don't get me wrong, I'm not telling you to stop. Please keep thanking your DM. Please. You know, and give them snacks. <laughs> but <laughs> Snacrifices are always welcome. Mm, but um, thanking your fellow players as well, I think, is something that's important. Um, you've all you've all worked there, you know. Especially if another player has done had an interaction with your character and it's gone really well, let them know. Just be like, "Wow, that was awesome! I loved it. Thank you so much. That was great." You know, let yeah. them know because, especially if you're doing emotionally charged role play, sometimes they'll come away and go, "Ooh, was that too much?" Or <laughs> even if they're not, they might think, "Oh, I thought that went really well," but they didn't say anything. You know, yeah. communicate with each other. That might be one that we tend to take <clears> for granted. <throat> and I think that's that's a big gift, too, that I think needs to be more frequent with a lot of people is the communication. Oh, yeah. I think that's you a know, whole another episode, though. Oh, absolutely. Mm. But definitely just taking the time and saying, hey, thank you for this, or as another player from to another player, you know what we got in that really tight spot earlier and you, and you, you know, made the decision to, to step away and, and heal my, heal my character or get them out of this trap or help out in this, 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 and this. That's a really big deal to a lot of mm. people. And, you know, don't forget to say thank you because mm. it might not mean much to you, but it'll mean the world to the person that you're saying thank you to. Yeah. You know, and I think another way, not just with words that you can do this, that again, free, um, is something that m one of my players does in my salt marsh game for each other, for the, for the rest of the players. Um, every session, he'll go to a free inspirational poster generator and make an inspirational poster with his favorite quote of the session, yes. which is usually something really rude or silly, but with this like <laughs> pretentious, like artsy background to make it look like a motivational poster. And everyone adores those. And if it was your quote that got picked by him, everyone, you know, you lose your mind. You're like, yes, it was me. I knew, you know, so everyone keeps going for the MVP moment to hope to get, they get the poster. Um, yeah. It's just a really nice thing as, as a player that you can do. Um, and it was something that I, I don't do it every session when I play, but if someone does a moment that I think is rad, I'll search out a kind of crazy image on the internet and then put the quote in. Like, for example, our most recent one is this lovely esoteric picture of this kind of uh, woman who is praying to some kind of deity and underneath it says, fuck you, love from Vivi. Um, because the wizard was kind of really zen and then she just you know touched someone and and blew them away um which was one of my favorite moment from the game so I thought I have to do this I have to um it was so cool that's, and I wanted to show her how rad I thought that moment was that's awesome um I actually have a friend who does something similar where they're, they're not the inspirational quotes Mm. <laughs> um, but they'll take like moments from a game or something like that and they'll turn them into memes 
Yes, see, that's lovely. <laughs> I think that's great. It's it's so funny, and it's actually the meme thing is something that I, as a DM, do for my players every now and again. Is I will make them specific memes about their characters because I I know more about them um, than each player. So this is something I, as a DM, can probably do a little bit better than a player could. Although I'm not. Oh God, that sounds like I was. I'm denigrating a player there. But like I can do them specific things on their secret backstory and send it to them in private. You know, if something comes up in the session and and they're not saying anything because it's part of their secret backstory, but I know and they know we have the secret knowledge, I can send them memes about it to be like, because it can be frustrating as a player where you're like, oh, I really, oh, it's not the right time to reveal that yet, but that was so cool. And the only other person is the DM and I can't say anything. So the DM sending them a funny meme about that can be yeah. a really fun thing. Like, for example, uh, in my Strahd game, one of my players had a tragic backstory where he had been raised as a gladiator, escaped and found this wolf and they were best friends. But then in the, they were in the mountains and he was starving and the wolf turned on him and they killed each other and he he ate the wolf. Um, and so it was like, that was his tragic backstory. Um, and so I made it a, a bit later, you know, they were talking about friendships and stuff and why does he have this wolf paw medallion thing? And so I sent him this uh, meme uh, where it was, you know, just a meme of like, hey, how are you doing? And then he just spilled out the whole backstory and the other person's like, cool. <laughs> um, you know, it's something that's nice and funny that you can do for your player that, that another player couldn't do. Although oh. I'm sure the memes from your player are absolutely awesome. I'm just saying as a DM, it's like a little extra secret yeah. stuff you can give your player yeah oh well this was between other players but yes absolutely oh. no i agree um i will say it was a funny meme i've seen i know it's probably gone around a few times where it was like um i handed my player a note they looked at it raised their eyebrows folded it and tried to put it away and then everyone else was like trying to go after them to get it mm -hmm. and it was the whole um there was not there was nothing on the note it just simply said read this raise your eyebrows, put it away, and I'll give you a plus three longsword. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, little silly things like that that you can do as a DM for your players as well. I'm, mm -hmm. Maybe not necessarily that extreme to, like, causing a fight at the table, but, you know, rewarding them with um, special items or, or coming up with an item specifically for... Um, their character or relating mm -hmm. to their backstory or something along those lines, something that their character can use. Yeah. That's another nice thing too, is things that you can do for. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, your players are for, or for you, uh, what have you is finding something in-game that you can give them that relates to their character. I agree. I But I think that's part of the work of a DM in the first place. Like, you should be doing that anyway, I think, is customizing for your you player. I, um, you should. So I agree, but I, I'm like, too basic. Well, I'm talking about what even can like you do um, more? player to player, too. Oh, true. Yeah, okay. You know, because I've had some some excellent ideas from players to, hey, I've got this idea for a magic item, but I think it would work better for this player over here. Are you hmm. okay with this? And would you be cool with, you know, oh, yeah, absolutely. We can work that in. And then making sure to credit that player for the item. That's nice. I like that. That's really nice. You know, things like that that you can do as well. Because it's hmm. not just up to the DM to be able to make these things. I mean... I've had plenty of players that are incredibly talented um, that come up with homebrew items or, or um, they work on making their own classes or subclasses or whatever the case may be. But giving those to other players to use hmm. is a really nice gesture too. I think that's a really nice idea. I, I like it a lot. One caveat I would put on there is, as a DM, never feel pressured to put someone's homebrew in your game, even if it is a gift. Keep, yeah, I think it's a nice, if dangerous, idea, because one of my players in a game that I don't DM recently asked for a machine gun. So just just keep an eye on it. And this was standard D&D setting. This wasn't a sci-fi thing. Yeah. I could see how to make that work, but I could also see that being dangerous. Yeah. But that said, if if your skill is making balanced homebrew items, um, then offering that to your GM is a really nice thing. But we're back to presents for the GM. Well, no, I mean, that's what I was saying. You know, that's it's a really nice thing to be able to do between players as well, if you've got the knowledge of how to do that. Mm. Um. And I think that's that's kind of like the the circle around towards the end of this for me mm-hmm. is as much as you can do for the GM or the GM can do for the players, the players can do for the players the same way. Yeah. Everything that we've kind of talked about still ties in because at the end of the day, we all like dice. We all like towers and trays mm-hmm. and uh, source books and, and homebrew stuff and mm-hmm. art and all of that stuff. So 
don't feel like you're just limiting yourself to giving stuff to the DM for running the session or the mm-hmm. DM giving to the players. This is something we can all do for each other as a say, way yeah. of saying thank you. 100%. 100%. But before we do finish up, because we've got a little bit more time, sure. I would like to talk specifically about what the DM can do for the players above and beyond. Now, I'm not saying this is something you should be doing regularly, but things you can do in your game on an anniversary or a special event in game mm-hmm. that can really like elevate it and it is a gift to your player above and beyond what you normally do depending on how you dm whatever you do what are some things that can like push it to that next level like bam um and i i've got one one thing that i've done that i really liked because as i mentioned before i'm a horrible feeder and i like to watch people eat my food um good lord that's going to that was a terrible thing to say you know what? Um, I'm leaving the original comment in there because now that's just going to circle right back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I do. I like to cook for people. And so in my um, homebrew campaign, I had set up this ball. It was a masquerade ball. Um, it was essentially the la- the end of Act 2 and the beginning of the final kind of conclusion to the game. And I wanted to make a really big deal out of it. Um, so I had written up, done all the, well, I kind of done this massive, huge castle, um, worked that up, worked up the feuding families, done a whole load of stuff in game, but outside of game, something I did is that I made sure with all the players, they'd be chill with it, but I asked that they came in formal dress. Um, cocktail dress was fine, but just like dress up rather than t-shirt and jeans, um, and I cooked a seven-course meal because I'm a nutter. Um, and I also, with the help of my mum, who is an amazing artist, I made up uh, paper masks for each one of them. Oh, wow. um, and within the game, each of the masks were associated with different noble families and would have plus and minuses like advantage disadvantage to interact with them if they picked those masks um and so it was all this web of politics but rather than talk about stuff that I did in game which I'm sure we can talk about in another episode I'd love to talk about that mask ball because it was about five months of work Uh, not continuously I didn't you know but like it took me about five months to build that in my free time um just from an in-game point of view but those out game, out of game stuff, you know, having these different masks that related to things in game, um, but actually getting to wear them um, whilst in this kind of fancy thing. And I, you know, prettied up my living room to make it look more ball like it. Don't get me wrong. It cost me money. <laughs> um, but as much as I could make myself or with the help of my family, I did. Um and it was something I think, you know, I the players that played in that still talk about it today and they each took home the mask that they picked um, and they still have them as far as I know. Um, none of them ever, ever told me they would throw it away because I'd be like, can I have it back? Um, and I got the leftovers that they didn't pick um, right. and I treasure them because it's this memory of this amazing evening. Well, it was, it was a whole day. That was a whole day of d and I mean, we started oh, wow. at noon and we finished just before midnight, you know, 12 hours 
don't forget we were eating seven courses throughout the day and stuff like that um and it was it was a lot of effort don't get me wrong but it it is something that when I talk to the players that played in that game they still remember now and it's what six years ago yeah um it's something that was so special and I'm so glad I did it you know and at the time I wasn't rolling in money I but I knew that I wanted this to be a big event Mm -hmm. so I saved up did the work in the background for a long time and it will remain one of my most special D&D days really and it's something I think as a GM if you can bring the game into the real world in little tiny ways it just makes it that much more special for your players it doesn't have to be as extravagant as that but just these little Um, things I will say Along that line, there was something that I did, and I still have the keepsake from this. And it was within the last year, I will grant you, but um, I met some really amazing people through TikTok. Mm. And I met most of them because of a one-shot contest. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy said when he got to a certain level, he was going to do a one-shot for a handful of people. Mm-hmm. and it kind of led to this really insane friends group that I'm now a part of, and I love every last one of them. But at the end of this, I actually took the time, and PB, I can show you this, but our viewers just have to imagine, I made these really cool plaques. Oh, lovely. With our three D print with my 3D printer, and it has mm-hmm. the characters' names on them. And nice. it says, I survived the Xenozilla, which was the big bad of the one shot. And so oh, I made lovely. them... Yeah, so I made them for each of our our players, and I sent them out to them. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know that there's a couple of them that they've actually sent me back pictures where they've been painted and set up on a special place that they've got them where they keep them. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be super extravagant. It doesn't have to be super Mm -hmm. expensive. But just that, that kind of thoughtful, this was really cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. You know. And I think, you know, tying it into the memory that you shared together, like, I love the idea of a plaque because I can imagine your characters being given that in-game. <laughs> That's such a nice thing. Or like, a, or a medal or something like that. Like, something you can imagine the characters being given right. is so nice to give, like, to the player. Um, I love that. That's really nice. Um, I'll have to consider making little medals, like maybe just little, like, you know, get those chocolate coins that go on Christmas trees and put a string around it. It's like, I survived the blob or something. That's really cute. I love it. Uh, I defeated Strahd or something. (laughs) Oh, if they die, you can just write, you tried on it. (laughs) Dark souls. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, awesome. Yeah, and it's it's something absolutely, I think as a DM, I think that would be so nice to do at the end of a campaign as a memento. Um, something that I'm doing for my upcoming um, homebrew campaign, once Strahd finally ends, which, you know, not sure it ever will, feel like I'm the one cursed by Strahd. No, not true. I love the game. I love it. I just want to get to the finale. Um But uh, something I'm doing for my next campaign that I've already done is uh, I have 
the the campaign is based in the first act around MacGuffins. You've got to go find these magical MacGuffins. And I have, each one of the MacGuffins doesn't appear to be powerful. Like it's a tiny little ring. It's a small necklace, um, things like that. And I went on uh, eBay, Etsy, um, and... Oh, various other kind of secondhand stuff or like homemade stuff. And I tried to find cheap, <laughs> um, unique items that re- would could represent that. And then I have written the objects around the ones that I found. Mm-hmm. So the plan is in the game. Sorry, I should say, hey, guys that are going to be in my Linane campaign, don't listen. Although they already know I bought these, so it's fine. Um they each have an object that is kind of meant for them in a destiny type style. Um, and once they find the object in the game, I will give the player the physical object that I bought. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Which, you know, it kind of, to be honest, that was the original premise of the game. I was like, wouldn't it be cool if they got magic items in real life? And I built the rest of the campaign out of that. Um because I think there is something so nice about having something physical, even if it's small, but it is something fictional come to life. It's almost magical. It's like, oh, we've been talking about this in fiction, and now here is the thing. Okay, it doesn't give me magical powers, but it, it's the thing. That's the thing from the <laughs> thing we did. Um, so as a GM, I think this is something specifically that you can do is find the physical object in the real world and then write it into the campaign so that it appears to have magically sprung to life out of your brain. I think, you know, it's a little bit of trickery and everyone knows it is, but it still feels emotionally like something from fiction come to life. Absolutely. Mm. I I, I like that idea. I might, I might steal that. Mm. I I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be, you know, a, a bought item, you could go find a very pretty rock on the side of the road or the beach or wherever you live, find a rock that is unique and write that as the center of all power in a game. And then there it is. You can have it. I'm sorry. I know we just went silent, but I'm just in here contemplating. I apologize. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That is is definitely something to think about uh, for Mm. a later time for me, I think. Um, Bro, I'm glad I can blow your mind. (laughs) We are at the uh, hour mark for our session today, our episode. So any final thoughts, anything you want to tie together? Um, Yeah, I think... You know, I personally think that gift giving doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to be just on special occasions. Obviously, if you do want to do a big special occasion, going all out can be something that's amazing. Um, But little tiny gifts, even if it's just I made this meme because that thing you did made me laugh, are just as important and, you know, really don't take that much time and you might feel shy doing it but I I swear to god if you do it um once and the other person loves it then you can start this back and forth with each other and just 
it will increase your enjoyment of a game, I think. Did that make any sense? (laughs) No, absolutely. Yeah, so gifts equal good, actually. Mm, That was very deep and insightful for me. (laughs) Yeah, no, um, I would say the same. The the gifts don't have to be just once or twice a year, um, and they don't have to be expensive. They can be, you know, as small as a meme or as much as a, a dice tower. Mm. you know, or beyond, because we know that some of the stuff gets expensive. So, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> By the way, if you're a carpenter and you make someone like a wooden um, DM screen, you know, those things will run you hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So if you can just make one out of kind of wood you found or scrap wood, you you have given someone a an enormous gift. You, you mean like the one on the shelf behind you? Yes. <laughs> Yes, for our first anniversary, my husband made me a DM screen out of wood and uh, gate hinges, and it's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, don't don't forget to say thank you. Don't forget to give gifts uh, for your players and for your, your DMs and, and what have you uh, when you think about it. And just uh, love each other. Hmm. And thank you guys very much for listening in to us kind of be be rambly about gift giving uh, at the table. If you guys have any ideas for us, anything that we may have overlooked or missed, don't forget to leave comments for us. Uh, mm-hmm. We do check them uh, when we get the time. And uh, we'll make sure to leave links where you can find us elsewhere in the description of this. Oh, yes. And links in the doobly-doo. Exactly. And... Uh, May all of your adventures be excellent. And all your roles be critical. And be safe, guys. Oh, I messed it up again, didn't I? Oh, it's like a running thing now. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.